This podcast is a production of the Mississippi State University Division of Development and Alumni. to the Bulldog Bites podcast. This program is produced by the Mississippi State University Alumni Association and gives you a look at what MSU alumni and friends are on to happening now in this world today. My name is Sherry Carbevis and I'm the immediate past president of your alumni association. Before we get started today, we wanted to let you know a little bit about what's happening within our alumni association. It's great to be back on campus. A lot of people are having tailgates again and a lot of fun stuff going on. So please come to a game or just come visit and see what's happening in your college town. We're so happy to announce that the MSU alumni tailgate is back for 2021. A lot of great stuff, great food and great fellowship. So please join us there. Our next tailgate is set for the LSU game, which is an 11 a.m. kickoff. So we'll have great breakfast options for you to enjoy and come visit with some of your fellow alumni. We'll have tailgates for all but one of the last home games and that will be homecoming. There'll be other homecoming festivities. So check out on the website, alumni.msstate.edu to get your tickets and join us at the alumni tailgate. Uh, it'd be great. We had one, a great crowd at NC State. A lot of NC State fans actually joined us and we had great fellowship with them. And also Alan Seals, who's gonna be in our podcast next month. He was also there. So a lot of great times uh, and we want you to come enjoy that. Upcoming also is MSU Ring Days and that's the week of September 27th. Class rings have been part of our history for many, many years, up to 90 years, and ring days offer you a chance to pick out and try on your ring in person. You don't even have to be a student. The students obviously come, they may be graduating and getting a ring, but you may be an alumni and never got a ring. So come by uh, that week and try on a ring and order you a ring just to connect with your university and some fellow alumni. For all our young alumni, we recently have announced the Reveille 25 Recognition Program which honors 25 exceptional MSU alumni under the age of 40. In the past, we've honored one distinguished young alumni at our awards banquet, but this program gives us a chance to really shine a light on the larger group of young alumni who are making a difference in their communities. Visit alumni.msstate.edu or open the latest edition of our alumni magazine for more info and find out how to nominate or to nominate yourself. Lastly, MSU has recently rolled out a new student mentoring platform called the Bulldog Network. This is a great way for MSU exclusive program to reach out to alumni who want to mentor students that are graduating and what they can do as they prepare for their future. We've had a great response from alums so far and we're excited to open the program up to students very soon. So please think about sharing your experience not only here at Mississippi State but your world experience and your uh, career experience with these students that are coming out in the world and trying to be successful and we want to help each and every one of them. Now let's get to today's very special interview with Dr. Judy also Brooks Meredith, an accomplished communicator who has a special connection to one of our very own state's pivotal civil rights leaders. So join us today and enjoy the interview.
Welcome again to our Bulldog Bites. We're so excited to continue this series and we are so thrilled today to have uh, Dr. Judy also Brooks Meredith with us. And I'm gonna read her bio as we get started. And thanks for being with us today, Dr. Meredith. So happy to be here with you. Dr. Meredith is a former TV and radio news reporter and anchor in Jackson, Mississippi. And she's also was one in Cincinnati, Ohio. Dr. Meredith is a retired college mass communications professor, and she was the developer and former manager of the Jackson State University television station. Dr. Meredith earned a PhD in public policy and administration from Mississippi State University in 2007, and she's a former Fulbright scholar in Germany and has traveled extensively all over the world, both professionally and as a tourist as well, seeking knowledge about the coexistence of various cultures, religious and ethnic groups. She, the daughter, she's a daughter of a piano instructor and she's also a classical pianist herself and served as a minister of music. So she's obviously very, very talented. She is a Gary, Indiana native and she now lives in Jackson with her husband, civil rights icon, James Meredith, and they have a blended family of five children and 11 grandchildren. Dr. Meredith, I'm so excited to have you today and to talk to you about all kinds of exciting things. Thanks for being with us. I'm happy to be here. I want you to tell me a little bit, just to get started about your childhood and growing up in Indiana in the 1950s. <laughs> well, it was, a, it, it was a very happy childhood. Um, I was adopted when I was, uh, let's see, my parents got, uh, got me when I was two and a half. Chose, okay. And uh, the adoption went through at three and a half. And um, interesting background. I'm. Uh, mixed. My mother was white, my father, right. obviously. And uh, they started me in music at a very, very early age. So that I guess about three and a half, they bought a piano. Wow. And my mother started teaching me. And then when I went to kindergarten, I had started reading, actually reading music. And so they sent me to a Catholic school when I was in the fourth and fifth grades. And uh, I played for mass, the pipe organ. Wow. My, my feet didn't touch the pedals. <laughs> but it, anyway. Are you still doing a lot of music? Do you still play today? You know, I don't. Uh, about three years ago, I went to a, one of my other uh, universities. My, where I got a, uh, a bachelor's in music education from Lincoln right. University in Jefferson City, Missouri. And uh, I went back and played a uh, piano du uh, organ duo duet. And that was pretty much the last time. Uh, before that, I played for a number of churches um, and minister of music, you know, at some of them. Um, actually, here in Jackson, I played uh, for uh, uh, Lynch Street CME, a Methodist church, and uh, the historic Ferris Street Baptist Church. Wow. Um, everywhere I've lived, I, I, I've played. <laughs> how long have you been working with Jackson State, or how long did you work on staff there at Jackson State University? 24 years. Wow. So I actually retired from Jackson State. I, when, I, when I got the position at Jackson State, I was working at uh, WAPT-TV Channel 16 in Jackson. And I got a call that uh, 
inspired me to uh, apply for that position. They were, they wanted to develop a television station. And I thought that that was a great opportunity uh, for me to uh, teach children, young people, I shouldn't call them children. They are to me. <laughs> they are to me too. <laughs> but to, to provide an avenue for especially uh, young black uh, people to be able to go into television. When I went into it, there weren't very many black, uh, black anchors or reporters. And so that was an opportunity. And I am so pleased with some of them have gone on to bigger and better awesome. things. When did you move then from Indiana, I guess, to Mississippi? When were you uh, become a Mississippi resident? I became, I, I left my Yankee status <laughs> <laughs> and came um, 40 years ago. That's when oh. I married uh, James. Okay. Actually teaching music uh, at uh, school in Illinois, right outside of uh, Chicago, Maywood, Illinois. And I met him at a, a girlfriend's house. And that was a funny story too. <laughs> well, tell that. I want to hear how y'all met. That's neat. Well, it was during the holiday season. It was uh, Christmas or a day or two after Christmas. And James, uh, I was at, like I said, my girlfriend and her husband answered the door uh, unexpectedly. <laughs> he said, James Meredith, I have a single woman in here I want you to meet. <laughs> and so he came, he came in. He was actually, he had driven to Gary, which is where I grew up, from, um, from Jackson. And uh, he was on his way to South Bend, Indiana, to a funeral, a relative's funeral. In fact, I think it was his uncle, his mother's brother. And um, he, uh, he, Tommy, my girlfriend's husband, jumped in the car and they drove to South Bend. And Tommy says they got into the church and James looked at, looked down and saw the casket and said, man, ain't nothing I could do for this man. Take me back to your house where that woman is before she leaves. <laughs> and that's how, how long after that were y'all married then? Two and a half months. Wow. Yeah. I came to Mississippi. He brought me down for my birthday in February. We met in December. He brought me down for my birthday in February. He called my girlfriend to <clears throat> remind him how I looked because he didn't want to give the ring to the wrong person. <laughs> That's a pretty quick engagement. I guess James knew exactly what he wanted. So we got married the next month in March um, at uh, the same house where we had met. Yeah. That is so special. Well, I think that's one of the things I want to talk to you about is the, the latest project that you're working on. And it's, uh, I guess, a documentary about James Meredith. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now with that. Right. Well, it's just, you know, it's almost a tutorial documentary. I used my knowledge and skills from television to actually work uh, on my computer. And of course, I had all kind of video and um, I was able to buy the license for some of the older video, the black and white video. Right. Pictures. And uh, I decided, and I used my voice to narrate. 
and I talked about uh, James, uh, the two major events, the uh, Ole Miss integration, and then uh, three years after he graduated from Ole Miss, he went on this one-man walk from from uh, Memphis to Jackson, but on that second day, he was shot uh, by a sniper. And so I talked about all of that, and I also provided the background music for it. So wow. I was able to combine, you know, uh, my skills and, and knowledge. And it's only 30 minutes long, but it's a good way to uh, give the history of James well, I think that's what's so important. You know, we hear a lot of stories and history is obviously, I taught school for a while and history is to me, one of the very important things that it's not all pretty, but we need to know the story yeah. and we need to understand what happened because it helps us, I think as a community and as a nation, it helps us grow. And now is this available? Like, can people find it? Where do we find it to watch? It? Actually, yeah, it's on YouTube. So okay. You there. And uh, there's another documentary that uh, a good friend of ours who lives in, uh, he actually, he's from the UK, and he did a documentary that is now on uh, uh, Amazon Prime and Apple TV. Okay. It was um, very well done. They had a lot of money <laughs> in order to <laughs> listen. <laughs> so it's, it's really uh, pretty comprehensive. More so well, you know, like you said, now to that nowadays, you can get on your phone and record something. It may not be as nice or fast. Absolutely, still can get the information out. So I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. You could with your uh, ability there, with what you had on your computer, sure. and so, you know, have all like you said the money to do it. But I think the story coming from you and being part of James's life, I think that's really, really special. So I look forward to checking that out, and I hope yeah. our viewers will as well. We are very proud of our MSU Legacy Program, which helps you wrap your kids in maroon and white as early as their very first birthday. As an active member of our Alumni Association, you can enroll your child or grandchild, and every year they will receive a birthday card and a special gift from the Alumni Association. What a great way for you and your growing family to stay connected with our university. Hail State! Now, I'm not as familiar with the Fulbright Scholar, but tell me a little bit about that and your experience, how that impacted your learning experience as you were going through And I was actually working at Jackson State. I was still developing the television station there, and, um, and I applied for a Fulbright in communication in Germany. And um, I was really shocked. What they do is they send you a letter, you know, you're one of the runner-ups. <laughs> a month or two later, they'll say, you made it to the next level, you know, and then finally they sent a letter and told me uh, that I was in. And so wow. I think we spent, it was a summer. Uh, so it wasn't that long. Maybe, I got you. Yeah, maybe four or five weeks, something like that. And it was uh, remarkable. It was a very interesting experience. We were able to go all around the country, different places, and uh, visit their magazine uh, productions and the television, their film, and, you know, just 
it was it was interesting met a lot of people interesting people of course yeah well i think you that's where we learn you know we learn from the different cultures and the different people that have various backgrounds i think that's to me I lived in the DC area for a while and worked on Capitol Hill. And I think meeting people from other places, it just broadens our horizons and we're able to kind of learn more about, everybody's different, everybody has a different story. And I love learning about all those stories. I do too. And you realize that you're different, but you're more alike than you are different, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it's fun for me. I love diversity. And, and I think the key right there, like you said, I think we can be different and we can disagree on our views. But sure. I think the great thing is, is we learn from that. And I think we have to respect and appreciate that. We've lost a lot of that, I think, in our country. And, and yeah. that's unfortunate because I think we have so much to offer and right. so history and what's happened there, you know, with James's life and you sharing that. It just shows um, where we are and where we've come. And so I think that's exciting. I know you've been in higher education for a long time and I, you started out a little earlier, but where do you see now where it's come from and what changes have you seen in higher education over the years that you've been in there? Well, I think I, I have seen um, more women uh, taking administrative roles. Uh, that's a good thing. That was actually what my dissertation yeah. was on. Uh, it, it was about the, um, it was about I thought my, my puppy Charlie was coming in. <laughs> but anyway, it was about uh, women in higher education in the Deep South. Right. In administrative roles. And so what I found with that was it was really interesting. The women that I surveyed, they actually liked teaching better. They didn't want the administrative. And then there was a a group of them, a certain number of them that said they would think about it if they were going to get paid as well as the male, men administrators. I think that's exactly, you know, that's, that's a very, good that's a very uh, valid point. And I think, you, like you said, I think a lot of people, um, I've done administration and I've taught as well. And there's something about being in a classroom and connecting with your students. And, and I think people miss that when they're doing it. There's a need, obviously, on the administrative side as well, but I do enjoy that as well. Yeah, so I think that's the, the thing I have noticed the most is uh, participation, more participation with women in administrative roles. Well, I am very intrigued by all the information that you share. What do you think is one of your, could you say was one of your best experiences uh, while you've been at Jackson State, something that's gonna really stick with you for the rest of your you know career, something that was really special? Well, of course the students. Um, I had a call on my birthday. I hadn't talked to this young man, oh my God, in so long. And he is a CBS correspondent. Oh, wow. Not at a local station. He's actually on CBS News. Wow. And uh, my students, Katina Rankin in, uh, in Memphis. I have another student that became executive producer uh, of a Chicago state uh news organization and you know that's a major market as well oh absolutely and so uh, espn so so my students you know and whether they actually go in television or not it has been truly an honor and my pleasure to serve them and that's how i think about it i think i believe that we are called to that profession to serve 
And so that's very important to me. The other thing that happened while I was there was we actually, <laughs> the state legislature, which was a big surprise, but I went after it anyway, <laughs> they gave us the appropriations. They appropriated uh, the, the money for us to move from one little tiny room on Jackson State's campus to the E-Center. Uh, yeah, and it's a beautiful, I think about 7,000 uh, foot thing, that uh, room within that building that we actually built out two studios, beautiful studios, and um, just, you know, everything that you would ask for. At that time, it was state-of-the-art equipment as well. Right. So, and that uh, obviously things change technology. Oh, yeah. So, I'm sure that's they a have a constant thing. So, hopefully, they have some more equipment now. Are you still connected or involved? I know you're retired, but do you still stay connected? Not at all. I just, uh, I'm enjoying my retirement traveling with James, and I'm on the board for um, Mississippi, I almost said Mississippi News tonight. I used to work for them. <laughs> But the Free Press, Mississippi okay. Free Press, uh, is a wonderful newspaper, and uh, I, I, I really, I really think that that newspaper actually is it's online right now, and it's okay. offshoot from Jackson Free Press. Right, excellent um, uh, uh, journalism, you know, just really top top notch. So I'm on that board. So. That keeps me a little busy. You stay involved, I'm sure. I know with your uh, knowledge and your abilities, I know they want to keep you connected. But like you said, now you're enjoying your time. Yeah. And your grandchildren and children. Right. You have 11, I think, uh, grandchildren. Right. Uh, what do you want or what, you know, as you look to their future, you know, our country, as we know, has changed so much. And as a mom myself, I don't have grandchildren yet, but I have two boys and one's about to get married uh, next spring. What is it that you want their futures? What do you want to see for them in the next, you know, 10 years for them, for your grandchildren? Well, you know, I just hope that uh, things, the country can continue to go in the right direction where they will have opportunities. Uh, you know, I guess it's kind of different when you're, when you're black. Uh, you think about their safety, and uh, you think about, uh, like you said, their future, what will they become? Uh, you know, college now is, since James's integration, I'm, I have to add, is uh, better now to uh, get admitted for Black children. And so basically just be all that they can be. You know, be honest, be good citizens, uh, serve the public if that's what they're going to do, and uh, just, you know, the best of everything, of course. I think that's exactly right. We all want that for our families, and as we see them, uh, like you said, face difficulties, and there's always going to be those difficulties, but I think as moms and grandmoms and, you know, just as parents, we want to tell them it's okay and you can do it. You know, there's going to be ups and downs and, um, and you, obviously you and James both face a lot in your lives and you out, you overcome though. And you see, I think that story of their grandfather and all that he accomplished and you as well. And the work that you did at Jackson state, it's so well accomplished and very impressive. And, 
And I think they, uh, we learn from our, um, our parents and our families and we learn from people that are mentors. And I know you probably have a lot of people in your life that you were mentored by and that mentor that you mentor as well. I think that's such an important part of our giving back. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know how I would have made it through uh, even undergrad. My mother passed away when I was uh, the summer before I went into my sophomore year. And uh, that was devastating. Oh, and absolutely. So there, you know, there was a teacher uh, that was really uh, just kind of took me in, you know, in terms of mentoring and grooming and uh, she was she was really a wonderful person, and we're still friends. <laughs> that, that's very good. That's awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough, Dr. Meredith, for being with us today. I've learned so much, and I also did not know. And that's one thing that's so special about this uh, Bulldog Bites that we do uh, these sessions. Our, our alumni, you are alumni of Miss Pam, because I am as well, and I appreciate all that you do and um and representing our university and thank you for your time today i am so glad to be here and i'm so happy to be a bulldog that's right i am <laughs> thank you again thank you for having me